Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Welcome in Blue Party 101 ESPN. Jackson's trying to call it the Little Piddle Show. Would you like to change it to the Little Piddle Show? 65780. That's how you can text in. Uh, here on Balloon Party for our one hour today. Jackson, I got to tell you. Mm. Can I give you an honest assessment here? I always I, like an honest assessment. Yeah, it's honesty and media. It's not that I didn't like your questions that you sent over on Sunday. Uh-huh. But they didn't They didn't engage sure, me. It doesn't sure. mean the questions were bad. Yeah. They didn't engage me. But the questions you sent over yesterday, they engaged me. Outstanding. Great to hear. Yeah, it's, and it's not an easy task you have because you have to be inside of my head. Right. And my head is a dark place of perversion. Why are you turning around and walking away when I'm talking to you? We're doing a show, and it's on a real station. They only give us an hour to do it, but we got to capitalize on it, and you just turned around and walked away from me. Show some respect! I was weeping because you, you, you got engaged by the questions. I had to wipe a tear off. You just gave me the same copy you gave me when I walked in. I gave you, oh, well, look at me. <laughs> Twice as efficient. Fine. I'll do it then. You must, this must be really yeah, important to This is my passive-aggressive way of saying read the copy. <laughs> We have your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett in the Blackhearts on July 5th at Bush Stadium. Tickets are on sale now for Motley Crue and Def Leppard coming this summer to Bush Stadium. You can also find a bonus chance to win free tickets now at 101ESPN.com or on the 101 ESPN mobile app. How are we giving away the tickets today, Jackson? You know how it goes. Text of the day. Bring the heat. And these usually, there's a track record anyway on these texts of being at our expense. Yeah, but not always. You know, sometimes if you just send something that's really thought-provoking, mm. a nice f- piece of food for thought, mm. then uh, you might win yourself some tickets. So you never know. Hey, uh, I got to tell you this. I said this on TMA this morning, and I'm sure I would imagine at some point uh, it's been discussed here on 101 ESPN, but maybe it hasn't. Hell, I don't know. But I know this, and this is something Jackson would absolutely never watch, although I think you would enjoy it just because it's well done. Mm-hmm. And that is this show on ESPN, which aired on E60 on Sunday at noon. I have no idea why the time slot. That's a wild time slot. Isn't that the strangest damn thing? Because yeah. I saw the teaser for it like a month ago, the trailer, and I'm like, I can't wait to watch this thing. Right. And I'm like, when's this on? Oh, it's on Sunday, June 26th at noon. What the hell? I think maybe just because of how the culture is all about streaming that they just they didn't even think about the release of it and just put it on streaming as much as anything i don't know they did that three-part thing on the wnba at prime time last week so i was locked in i'm gonna three bet you yeah i wasn't okay there it is i took the pot down uh it's on the the red wings and the colorado avalanche and the rivalry they had late 90s early 2000s now the blues are kind of you know, indirectly involved because they oft-times lost to those teams in that run. Um, uh, hell, I think like 96 they, uh, was the famous Iserman, John Casey situation. Uh, and then they lost uh, to the Avalanche in the Western Conference Finals in 2001, to the Red Wings in 2002, and there's another Red Wings loss in there as well. Uh, so with all of that said, it is so good. 
And it really centers around uh, Claude Lemieux's hit on Chris Draper and then the Red Wings and Darren McCarty's retribution and how, from the Red Wings' perspective, that was the moment that they became cup champions because they finally got some grit. And the brawls that took place and Patrick Waugh charging out of the net, even though Jackson thought he was in net for the Bruins in 2019, he actually was with the Avalanche. And really before that, uh, not to really startle you, uh, Jackson, but he was with uh, the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, and he had a three decade career in, yeah, in goal. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's fun. It's the not page often of talked net about. <laughs> no, um, but man, would I recommend that? So I like when I when I when I find something and I don't feel like it's getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Like if I go, man, that Top Gun, bees knees. Everybody's talking about Top Gun. Sure. So you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to add to it? Right. But right. The offer on Paramount Plus. Yeah. And then this, uh, what what to me is a thirty for thirty. There has to be a reason why it's not called a thirty for thirty. There also has to be a reason why it aired first at Sunday at noon. Uh, on ESPN, uh, unrivaled about the Red Wings and the Colorado Avalanche because it was the 25th anniversary of their Western Conference final uh, that got everything going. So there you go. There's a recommendation for I, you. Do with it what you want. I, that sounds interesting to me and something I would actually thoroughly enjoy. Contrary to the popular belief, I don't dislike hockey. I like hockey. I just sounds don't, like you're making a statement. Go ahead. And I make just your don't. Statement. Fi- I don't find myself like. If a basketball game's on, the hockey game's on. I'm going to watch a basketball game because I prefer basketball. Same as someone who prefers any other sport to any other sport that plays in the same season. Okay. You know? Like if you prefer golf to baseball, you're going to watch golf over baseball. Almost in any sense. Yeah, that kind of uh, leads me into one of your questions today. But we're, we're, we're going to have to ask the audience to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to come to the table mm-hmm. and we're going to hold hands. Mm. We're going to dim the lights. Mm. We're going to light some candles. Speak my language. <laughs> we're going to go out to the Hamptons. Yeah, now we're talking. And we're going to really deep dive on this. All right, cool. But I hesitate to because I think some people take offense to it, but it's not intended. Right, It's right. not intended. Oh, there we go. Yeah. You do know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, is the, here is the question you posed. Um, attempt to psychoanalyze yourself. And when I'm reading this, now it was written to me via email at 5.30 last night. I think Jackson times these at 5.30. It used to be 5, now it's 5.30. And I really like these. So I'm saying this to the audience, though, as well, even though I'm reading it uh, from Jackson and myself. Attempt to psychoanalyze yourself and why baseball and maybe sports in general don't captivate you like they once did. Now, before I go on with that, I'm going to politely in what you put in parentheses and maybe sports in general say that that is for me anyway, not the case, Mm -hmm. but for me, for whatever reason, and I'm going to attempt to psychoanalyze it. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of different theories. Uh, it's baseball because if anything, I I'm, I'm certainly way more into hockey than I was Mm -hmm. when I was growing up. So it's an indirect correlation on my interest in baseball. Um, the golf thing, I think, is more is more of a, a. Do you say niche or do you say niche? I say niche. Boy, some people say niche. I think I'm more of a niche guy. Interesting. I like niche. I bet you do. <laughs> niche thing for me is somebody who, as Randy Carricker says, when he sees people, he's playing today. I might. I don't know. But I'm gonna go get some work in. I know that. Yeah. Yep. I'll be at that family golf. You can count on that. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and then. Uh, that, so that's a, that's a separate thing. That's because that's what I like to do. But college football, 
so it's declined the most for me, without question, is college basketball, A number one. But also the ba- but I, college basketball wasn't like this thing that I lived for. Baseball was something that I lived for. So I'm asking the audience this as well, but we're going to go into this. So my, my point being, I think what you're trying to do with the question, and maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong, it's your question, you can tell me what you're trying to do, is say that our interest in sports as we age declines or people's interest in sports overall has declined because of other entertainment options such as streaming services, Netflix, whatever you're watching, take your pig, HBO Max, Hulu, you know, Paramount Plus, The Offer, Godfather mm-hmm. thing. But I'm telling you that that's not the case because I am interested. It's just for whatever reason when it comes specifically to baseball. And I'm and I want to I want to rediscover the love because mm-hmm. I did not only live for it, it would actually affect my mood if the Cardinals lost a game mm-hmm. into my 20s, maybe 30s. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess right because they they won the World Series right when I turned uh, right around when I turned 30. Um, so I have I have some theories on it, but but reading past that, uh, I don't. Jackson writes, I don't think you're alone in the fact that baseball, especially, but sports in general just don't hold the interest of a lot of casual sports fans. Do you think the myriad of other entertainment options plays a major role, or do you think just growing older makes us realize they aren't as important? And so I get where you're coming from. I like the question. I'm going to refute a few of the points. But before we do that, and I'm going to stay on the clock today. How about this? It's 10-11, and I'm going to stay on the clock. At least I say I'm going to, and Mm -hmm. we know I'm about to do a 30-minute segment. (laughs) But... I, I, I'm curious where the audience is on this. Just yeah. asking. It's it's not an indictment of anything. It's not an indictment of anybody. There's no need to be defensive. Everything's cool. Again, we've dimmed the lights. Yes. Jackson let us use his parents' place in the Hamptons. Uh huh. He's got candles on. Yeah. Well, I'll inherit it, that. so I just rather you consider it my place. Oh, yeah, you yeah. have. You already have yeah. it. I just prefer if you consider. Once it you turn place. 24, the the trust dictates that it's yours. Yep, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so. That is that is that's the question. It's the if a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound question of the day? And I am going to I, I have some theories on it. I have some theories on it. Now, if I found myself not being as into hockey, if I found myself not being the golf thing, like I said, I don't throw golf in there with not being because golf is an activity that I picked because I wasn't into golf watching it on TV for like a decade until I got back into it a few years ago. But college football. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly the NFL, which I know that that's kind of an, a topic that then you bring in a whole nother discussion with what, what happened to the Rams. Yeah. Um, I was meeting with a client yesterday and, uh, he was telling me, he goes, man, if you would have come in my office seven years ago, it would have been nothing but NFL, you know, memorabilia, yeah, yeah. autograph Ram stuff. I have no interest in it now. And I think a lot of people are there yeah, for sure, because of what transpired with the Rams. And I get that for me with the NFL, it has nothing to do with a loyalty to a team. Um, it's just simply, I enjoy daily fantasy sports right. and building rosters. And I enjoy the, the strategy of that. And my goodness, I have never won, but uh, that's where that is for me. But when it comes to college football, I'm watching without a gambling interest. And, and, and even if Missouri's not playing, I'm interested but it's not there at the moment for me with baseball. And so that is what I'm laying out, my own personal uh, observations of my sports fandom at the moment. Do I watch it? I do. Is it as intensely as it was a decade ago? No. Is it um, as emotionally attached as I was? No. I'll, I'll give you a couple of reasons why it may be declining. It's certainly with younger people. 
Um, and then where you are. I'm just curious where people are as a whole. And I realize this is anecdotal. This isn't some Gallup poll. But uh, text them in, 65780-65780. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you. The program is called Balloon Party, and this is 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. Sitting across from me, even though uh, he usually is actually in the Hamptons when he does the show. Today he came to St. Louis. Uh, something about changing financial advisors is yeah. Jackson Burkett. Yeah, I had to. You parting ways with somebody? Yeah, had to. And I want to do it face to face. I'm a gentleman. Oh you know? my gosh! Yeah. Wow. I could have done it over Zoom uh, with coffee by the water, but I decided to come in here and do it like a gentleman. I'll be back in the Hamptons this afternoon, though. Oh, you're gonna be back? Flying yeah, Teeterboro, I assume. Yeah, tea time at Wingfoot, so I gotta get out there. Good for you. Good for you. All right. So the question that Jackson uh, posed that I liked, and we've gotten good responses. I, I ha- sometimes I go, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the Air Comfort Service text line. I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna close one eye. <laughs> And I'm going to look, and, and and hopefully the listeners would take it as it's intended, which is where are you? Maybe maybe you find yourself as a bigger baseball fan than yeah, you were maybe. Uh, a decade ago. I'm I'm being honest here. Uh, I, for, I and I don't like it. I wish I I wish it wasn't this way. So this is not saying something proudly. I want to rediscover it. I think I may rediscover it if. Um, my sons get into it. I don't know. You know, they're so young right now. Can't, can, you know, can't possibly at four and five months, you know, have any gauge on it. But um, that could be what it is. But uh, where are you with regards to the game and then your theories? Now, I want to introduce two theories. Um, but before I do that, I want to read a sampling of what people have texted in because we have gotten... Uh, I don't know here. I, a lot of text. Yeah, a lot of text at the, at the very least. All right, so let me see. Uh, my son says baseball is the most boring sport in the world. He says it's a lot of moving around, but no action. Uh, that is from the 314. Also from the 314, Timothy and Ajax. You like that? That's Randy Carricker's name for you, right? Yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, for me, sports aren't as important as when I was in my 20s because of my age, 46, and now I have different priorities, i.e., uh, wife and kids, bills, and ah, uh, there it is. This is what so do your text not bounce around like mine? Oh, do? they do, but you're able to follow it. Uh, I, I so got the, lucky the there. text I read, <laughs> and then three lines down is another text, and that's the text where it follows up. It's yeah. weird that like that, but it's yeah. not anybody's fault. It's just the way it's set up. Uh, wife, kids, bills, and the behind the scenes information we get since the social media age started. The numerous scandals and legal problems of athletes has really tarnished my love. Of sports, that was overall on sports, not specifically on baseball. Uh, this is from the six three six. I I want to write. I want to read it. I want to read it in order. Talking like Scooby Doo. Additionally, baseball gave the designated hitter to the National League. Oops, I didn't read it in order. <laughs> I can't tough find to read it. It's long tough text. because they get broken up. Yeah. But I like that people send in longer texts. Uh, additionally, baseball gave the designated hitter to the National League. Teams carry 13 pitchers, resulting in five to six pitching changes per game versus a pitcher who in the past would float through 20 to 25 complete games. The rules in the NFL are all geared toward offenses of displays, and no one can play effective defense. It's not that I left the sports. It's that they left me behind. That's from the 636, and I have a feeling I may have missed the first text. Um 
Baseball locally really is straight up expensive and hard to access via stream or TV if you don't have the few sources. So it's not easy to see right away. My example, I have been an F1 racing fan since when I was a kid. I lost interest in it following my 20s since there were no streaming slash DVR options. Uh, I have easy access to it now, and I'm hooked on it again since it's cheap for me to get multiple choices of providers to see whenever I want. The TV contracts are devastating. That is an outstanding text, and that's coming from somebody who has zero interest or knowledge of F1 racing. I just I am aware, and I don't know if you are aware, Jackson, mm. that it is in, in currently a renaissance of sorts with yeah. its popularity. Because that Netflix show. And then I was about to say, it's because of... It's marketing. It's yeah. because of its television. It's a genius play. That's a th- and that wasn't one of my theories as to you know the the declining interest in baseball for some people. Although it absolutely should be. Uh-huh. I was going deeper into the woods or weeds. It actually probably can be as simple as that. Uh, I'm at this. I'm at this. I, I love YouTube TV, so I haven't gotten rid of it. Uh huh. So now I have Spectrum as well, so I can watch the. <laughs> it's just so stupid. I mean, feel free to if you want to win the the, the tickets to the concert. That's, there's a topic for you. Uh, you can take Jackson uh, out of your uh, attacks today and just focus on me. But I like YouTube TV a bunch, so I'm just now spending additionally so I can watch the Cardinals. But, I mean, that's the way it is. And, yeah. and yet, and here's the thing. I have the MLB where I, so I can watch any other game, but I can't watch the Cardinals. It's I mean, crazy. this really is. It sucks. I remember sitting down with Gary Pinkle in 2002. I think it was two, it was right before they were playing Illinois. I think it, it might have been before Brad Smith's first game, BD Smith, 16. And I wanted to do a story on KMOV on the Big 12 TV package. And Pinkle laid into it because you got paid if you appeared on, on on television. And if you didn't, you didn't. So half the money was split amongst the 12 teams, and the other half was paid on appearance. So obviously the rich got richer, the poor got poor. That was 2002 when we thought it was crazy. And that's the Big 12. This is Major League Baseball. It's a problem. And I think the bigger issue is that people found they didn't miss it once it became difficult to try and get it. Mm. That's that's a problem that I don't think they saw, but I think you have these guaranteed television contracts and they don't want to break those up because they're worth so much money, and if attendance is declining, they can't mess with that revenue stream. Um, so that's a, that's an outstanding observation, especially to provide, you know, you're not talking about, well, now I love the NBA or now I love the NHL. It's F1, and F1 has experienced this renaissance because, like you said, Jackson, the the, the Netflix show, but then in addition, um, the the ability to find it yeah. all over the place. I've, I've, I mean, I hadn't heard anything about F1 so up until a couple so of years ago. Yeah, I have so many friends that are super, super I was driving it. down the street two nights ago, uh-huh. taking my son out, and, uh, and we passed, like, I don't know, a group of, like, seven kids walking down the street, and five of them had... Yeah. soccer jerseys on oh yeah yeah you it's, know it's so you, know, you don't see like a goldschmidt jersey even uh-huh. though he's you know right now a favorite to win the mvp and we're right. in st louis you'll see an mbappe jersey just That's telling you uh don't worry douche yuppie has youtube tv uh charter hulu fubu and satellite tv at his hamptons house that's from the 636 tim can we find out where jackson watches rowing well i tried <laughs> rowing <laughs> i'm watching rowing no offense to anyone who enjoys rowing. I'm sure it's a fantastic sport. Uh, it's just not not for me. Oh, God. Rowing. I think it's uh, called crew. 
Uh, is that what you guys call it? I think that's what it's called. Hamptons. Yeah, Northeastern Friends. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Little Piddles and his Northeastern Friends. Today we're going to talk down to you. Tomorrow <laughs> we're going to talk down to yeah, you. Yep, yeah, it's... Uh... Uh, Tim, I thought Lil Pompadour was the one with the disposable money. I'm not saying I have disposable money. I'm telling you I have poor financial yeah. management. You're saying that That's you're wasting what, money. Yeah, I am I am telling you, but I didn't know. I mean, what am I going to do? Right. I got to watch the games right. to, do, to do what I do for a living. 100%. But I love YouTube TV. I mean, and listen, when it, when, and by the way, because I'm already a, a Spectrum Internet customer, uh, so it's not like it's like another. Whatever. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not ridiculous. It, uh -uh. But it, but is it dumb? It is. Yeah. It is incredibly. Especially because you're basically picking one. Cha you're only to, doing to it for watch. one yes, channel. But I mean, what am I gonna? It's my. No, it's what you gotta it's, do. It's my job. Yeah. So I gotta and do it. Blues games too. Ah, uh, it's yeah. So it's just. Uh, it's it is what it is. Um. All right. So I gotta give my theories. I'm seeing. I'm staying on the clock. All right. I'll, I'll stay on the clock. Um, you can text in 65780 with your experience as well. I have two theories on this. One would be local, mm -hmm. and one would be just big picture okay. for the game. All right. And I'm going to give those on the other side. This guy. I mean. Of the break. Those two weeks of teasing camp really did a number for you. No. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about my talent, <laughs> and I think this community is excited about my yeah, talent. We're going to rally around Tim. Yeah. I'm like really excited about my talent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you hear he's on HD2 now. Oh, wow. Things must be really happening. The murmurings. <laughs> <laughs> he's got an hour in middays. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll take a break, and I will get better at teasing on the other side of the break. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan with you to the top of the hour. BK and Ferrario take over at 11 a.m. Action Jackson on the ones and twos. Uh, Tim, can you have Jackson break down the top five polo players in the Hamptons? <laughs> it's hard to find on TV. Thanks, Dan in Lake St. Louis. Dan might be on his way to see Motley Crue. I think he's the leader in the club. He is. He's so scores and score. Post. Yeah, post, scores and posts. Nice job, Dan. Tip of the cap. You can text in 65780. So for those of you just joining us on the show today, Jackson posing the question. And Jackson, to, to his credit, he gets the things that get me going. And one of the things I've been kind of self-evaluating is why I'm not as into baseball as I was, because baseball was the thing that I lived for. The last time I felt emotionally invested in a Cardinal playoff, in a Cardinal game, which might sound weird because, by definition, they've been in the playoffs in 2021 uh, and 2020, but was Game 2 of the 2019 NLCS. Mm. I was at that game with Scherzer against Wainwright, and once they lost that, I was like, all right, that isn't happening. Yeah. And so I wasn't as heartbroken when they lost Games 3 and 4. I don't even remember what happened in the Padres series, you know, I'm— whatever in 2020 and then last year that was a smoke and mirrors operation uh so i wasn't all that emotionally invested i guess had they beaten the dodgers i would have then gotten into it in the nlds but i didn't really think that was all that uh, likely to happen and if anything i was kind of irritated that they went on that winning streak because 
it set them up to do exactly what they wound up doing, which was jack ass in the offseason <laughs> and then spinning it. They, well, we have a playoff team coming back. And then people go, oh, yeah, they have a playoff team coming back. And then they spend money. And now here we are sitting here in late June going, boy, they better do something trade deadline because they didn't do anything in the offseason because of this damn winning streak that was smoke and mirrors. I digress. I digress. Here are my theories. Theory number one. Theory number one. Humans in 2022 are programmed for instant gratification. Social media provides it. Baseball does not. That is my simplification of the theory, which I have discussed uh, multiple times on TMA and the podcast. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on 101 ESPN. And baseball, at its pace, does not match up with the American pace for most people, especially younger people, in 2022. Uh, I can right now, and hell, I'm. If anything, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm well, well off because I'm well off of the times because I'm not really messing around with TikTok, you mm. know. Mm. And that I think is where everybody is now, mm-hmm. Big time. you know. But yeah. I'll occasionally just scroll through Instagram, um, and be like, yeah, there's. I can get anything that I want instantaneously, and that's not what baseball is. And also, I don't know what you can really show on social media. People say baseball do a, does a bad job of marketing the stars. I'll accept that, but I guess what I would say is what can they do that they're not doing? And I'm not saying that I that's, that's, that's rhetorical. It's not a challenging question I'm asking. Because what are you going to show? Unless it's like Ozzy Smith right now, if he were playing in 2022, would be yeah. marketable as out good out because yeah. those plays he would make. I see right now as we're talking, Tony Kemp is in studio with uh, with Robert Flores on uh, on MLB Network, and they're showing some of his defensive plays, his base running. Uh, but a ball going over a wall is not all that uh-uh. titillating. Uh-uh. No. But what Ozzie Smith was doing defensively, and the way the Cardinals were running around in the 1980s, right. uh, that is something that I think would work with social media. But a pitch, a ball hit, it goes over the wall. Eh, yeah, like a, like a step. So Curry what they focus three. on is the bat flip, right? That's right. the thing, exactly. But the ball going over the wall isn't. So I don't. I'm not saying that baseball can't. I'm just saying it doesn't play well into social media. Uh, and then it, it, I guess if that's Roman numeral number one. I'd put the subcategory under it is that a lot of the ball players aren't as social media savvy, apt to get involved on social media. I think in part just because they're playing all the damn time. Yeah, that's a good part of it. Uh, and so they're not as active, although I don't know if that necessarily would matter. I suppose it would help. I know this is me going into golf world. I'm only going to stay there for 10 seconds, but Max Homa is a very yeah. good player. Yeah, He's certainly not one of the absolute best players. He's trending in that direction, but he is a wizard on social media, yeah. and I think it helps with his popularity. So maybe if Absolutely. you had some players doing that in baseball, it would help. But my premise is social media and the way that we are not consciously programmed, but subconsciously programmed to have instant gratification baseball doesn't match up with that pacing and that's my macro approach because that's that's a, that's a, that's across north america and i suppose globally with the game from a local standpoint and this is something i saw gabe DeArmond. he either was quoting uh, an article yesterday on power mizzou and his uh in his thread or he was using it as an example or it might have been a, a bit of a hybrid and i wonder about this for me, I think the reason why um, I was so obsessed with the Cardinals uh, 
but it did carry on past they past winning the world championship in 2006. But I don't think it was in, as intense after 2006 is because I was barely old enough to remember them winning the World Series in 82. I mean, for real, barely old enough. Um, I certainly can remember 85, 87, 96, and so on and so forth. But but being born in 76, it wasn't something that was, you know, mm-hmm. you're just not, you're not there yeah. to, to have those memories. So I wanted to see it again. And it didn't come until 2006. Mm. And so what Gabe was referencing, and the way it came up was he was talking about, Gabe DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com, he was talking about how Ole Miss fans who just won the College World Series, what percentage of the audience do you think knows that, by the way? 24%. I was going to say 25%. Look at you. Uh, That now Ole Miss fans are going to approach sports differently than they did before Ole Miss won the College World Series. Yeah. And I don't really follow that unless maybe I didn't read it right because I don't think winning a baseball national championship is anything like winning. Well, it's a fraction of the joy you yeah, feel. If, if, if Ole Miss right. were to win the national championship in college football oh. in comparison to College World Series, yeah. especially in Mississippi, forget yeah. about it. Yeah. So with that said, but the gentleman who Gabe was quoting was talking about how he was a Chicago Cubs fan mm. and how the world changed for him in his fandom once the Cubs won in 2016. And then I, get, I suppose, because I do think there are some parallels with the Blues and the Cubs, albeit the Cubs' experience was a hell of a lot longer, and they did win a world championship, albeit, you know, well before almost everybody who, uh, <laughs> you know, was around could, could even remember uh, or be around for Leon Durham in 84 and Bartman and so on and so forth. But with that said, once you got it, it the intensity of wanting it declines naturally. And so from my standpoint... The Cardinals' success has, I think, spoiled me Mm. and maybe spoiled some other Cardinal fans in that there's an expectation that if it isn't a championship, it isn't great. Because I think if this were the 1980s and the Cardinals were where they are in the standings, I wouldn't be like, well, they're in a crappy division and, you know, they're probably not going to be able to beat the Dodgers or Mets. I'd be like, man... Cardinals are going to playoffs, and they're going to have a chance to play the Dodgers or Mets, and who knows, man, they could win that, and then if they do that, maybe they play the Yankees, and that would be the best thing ever. Because right now I'm going, yeah, I mean, they're there, but, you know, when they actually have to play good teams, they usually don't win, and, you know. And I, I think also maybe it's because I kind of understand what I see as the business model, which is, well, we're just going to lurk and then mm-hmm. hope to get hot, and yeah. maybe that's what irritates me. Yeah. But I but but taking it back to applying it to the Cubs or Blues fans, I don't know another fan base, maybe Georgia football fans that might th- this year be experiencing. We heard so much about 1980 and Herschel Walker, and now they got one uh, here seven months ago. Maybe their anticipation isn't as high, or maybe it is because you want to repeat. But once it's been a couple of years, maybe it isn't there. For example, let me just tell, tie it into something that's recent and local here. Had the Blues not won in 2019. And the Avalanche series went the way it went a month ago. My guess is it would have bothered people way more than it did. Now, it bothered me. Kadri and Bennington still irritates me. Um, and the way that it ended, unfortunately, in, in game six right at the end. But I'm kind of like, ah, the Avalanche were the better team. And I'm not sure Kadri was trying to run Bennington. I am sure the media was trying to get clicks by turning him into a hero. 
But I, I don't know from a hockey standpoint that he was trying to run him. It's just a bad break, and it sucks, and it makes me appreciate what happened in 2019, which we were so lucky we got to experience, and the Blues were healthy for the most part throughout that, and it just shows how tough it is to win the Stanley Cup. And so because we got to experience 2019, you don't have that, oh, my God, is it ever going to happen thing that maybe some Cardinal fans had before 2006. Uh, because you're either thinking of yourself or you're thinking of your parents or you're thinking of your grandparents and you want them to see a championship, which I think ties into the emotion of it. Or your kids, and you see your kids getting emotionally uh, emotional when they don't win. Mm-hmm. So now that, that that thirst has been quenched, and I think that might be something that where the Kansas City thing that drove them up the wall with St. Louis when the Rams had St. Louis didn't have a football team, and then four years in, you get a Super Bowl championship, and they're going, oh, my God, we have lost in heartbreaking fashion throughout the 1990s with Joe Montana and Marcus Allen, and these guys just get a team, and they win the Super Bowl, and they have the most exciting product in the world. Screw these guys. That's where I think it can come from, and that's what I think may be playing a role in St. Louis. I remember going to a Braves playoff game against the Cardinals in 2000. The Cardinals swept them in 2000. They won the first two here, the Ankeel game against Maddox, and then they beat Glavin in game two, and then they won in game three down in Atlanta. And the upper deck in Atlanta for a playoff game with Maddox, Glavin, yeah, Smoltz yeah. was, I don't want to say it was empty, but it was sparse. Sure. Why? Because for a decade, they had been spoiled. Yeah. And I think that can be the byproduct of it. I think there's part of that going on here. I'm psychoanalyzing myself. Your theories are welcome. Six five seven eight zero. Uh, it's ten forty five. I'm going to break on time again. I am excited about this streak. Uh, I can't believe it. Yeah, there's a lot of buzz around this. No, thing. there is. Oh my God, he's getting out on time. Yeah. So I will read the text here. I haven't. I haven't looked. Uh, and then uh, we will also give away the tickets to the uh, the Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett show on July 5th. Uh, you can get more information or a chance to win free tickets now at 101ESPN.com or on the 101 ESPN mobile app. We'll take a break, read some of the texts on the theories next here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, the dramatic music is because Jackson's about to announce who won our text of the day to go see Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, and Joan Jett in the Black Arch on July 5th at Bush Stadium. Well, Tim, the winner of the tickets. Was that, was that, a, was that, was that awkward pause? Awkward. Buying time, or was it intentional? Awkward. I'm really unsure on that. I'm going to call and I'm going to see the turn, but can you tell me? I think you missed the part where I said, hey, Tim, and then the beat dropped, and then the music got even oh, more dramatic. Wow. I mean, I didn't want to mention that. I thought it was just going to kind of come across no, to I, people. I miss that. I miss that. <laughs> Tim, can you have Jackson break down the top five pole players in the Hamptons? It's hard to find on TV. Thanks, and that comes from Dave, Dan, I'm sorry, Dan in Lake St. Louis. So Dan in Lake St. Louis got himself a couple won. of tickets. He yeah. has won. Yeah. And he's uh, earned it. Congratulations, Dan. Uh, well done on the uh, text. All right. We're going to uh, we're going to get uh, into a bunch of the texts here. Uh, first off, this is what I would have given the tickets to. Wow, Tim, great job throwing it to breaks. Radio masterpiece as usual. <laughs> Lil Piddles could learn a lot from your greatness. That's from the 573. To can't, me, yeah, that's who should have won. I can't argue. Uh, guys, my problem with baseball is that there's no parody. 
you can almost predict October now. When we were younger, there would be a couple of teams out of nowhere that would shake things up. That's from the 314. It is interesting. Now, I get the, my, my, it's, it's my counter to myself on that. I agree with the premise 100%. The thing is you can do that with college football, and I love college football. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I think in college football, everybody's trying. They're just not going to be able to get the teams right, that right. they're able to pull in Athens and Tuscaloosa. Skill cap's a little different in that sport. So yeah. here you got, I mean, for real, we could have just, at the beginning of the year, we could just cross teams out. Yeah, yeah. And and look where it is. We're at the end of June, and, and I mean, is, is there anybody who's surprising? Honestly? No. It was surprising that the Red Sox were struggling, but now that they've come back to earth. Um, outside of that... I guess some people might have said the Mariners, but probably not even them. Like, there's no one, and I'm saying, like, they thought they would be better. I don't think anybody's really that surprising. Uh, people are trying to get kids from using social media so much, and you were encouraging it. Thanks. It's my 314. I actually now would like that to be the text of the day. <laughs> Sorry, and I would Dan. Like to, I would like to know. <laughs> so I'm not usually exposed to that kind of thing right <laughs> since i left television i don't really get those kinds of things anymore you know like if you're following me on social media or listening to me on the radio you kind of know what you're getting and yeah. so when i get one of those like to get through the fortress i'm like oh yeah they're still out there yeah it's nice uh, to see tim the cardinals say one thing and they do another the blues follow what they say with action that's from the 304 this is going to be like i said you got till uh the trade deadlines of august 2nd august 3rd and it is going to be awfully intriguing over the next it's a defining moment. It is a defining moment for this organization, for for not just 2022, for what's going to happen in 2023 when you don't have Molina and Pujols and probably not Wainwright. Uh, let's see what we've got here. Uh, Tim, I agree completely. The Cardinals are okay with being able to say they are in the hunt for a weak division. Um, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's but, – but that's not why – for me individually, and I mean, that's why for some people they're not as interested, but that's that's not for me why I'm not as interested, I don't think. I want to get back into it. I don't know. I love baseball strategy. And the reality is, and I realize it sounds like a, you know, whatever you want to call it, outdated, uh, but I the, the designated hitter reduces the strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, but but at the same time, the other side of it is now you get to see, you know, at least theoretically, assuming you don't go out and sign Corey Dickerson, big hitters come in and, and add offense to the game. So I get the thought process. It's like interleague play. I don't like interleague play either, but I get why it's there. Um, it, I just think it's dimin- it's certainly diminished the All-Star game, and I think it's diminished the significance of the World Series. But at the same time, it used to be all well, the t- guys would stay with and I'm talking about we're going back decades now. You know, it's not like you got to see Mickey Mantle in a National League ballpark. Right. So this was your way to do it in the World Series. Now guys are playing for a million different teams over the course of their career, so it's not as significant as it once was. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tim, tell Lil Benjamins I have the leak on the NBA preseason referee schedule. Ooh. Now where's Scott Foster going to fit in there? You, why don't Why don't I give you this guy's number and you can just privately exchange texts? There, now we're talking. That. Yeah, I like to see that early. Didn't know they had released that information. I'm surprised it wasn't in the Sports Center update, in which we got information that Russell Westbrook's options been picked up by that was the Lake a Show. Fifty million dollars Sports Center update there. I mean, I think that was noteworthy. 
That was an overpriced update. Uh, Tim, the Twins are surprising this year. There you go. Twins are always surprising when you see them on a sign. But then if they're always surprising, are they therefore not surprising? Because if they're not surprising because they're always surprising, is it really a surprise? Think about that. Uh, my head's in a pretzel right now, Tim. Yep. I was just saying twins, you see it on a sonogram. It's always surprising, but a nice surprise. Look who's at the top of the AL East, the Yankees and Red Sox. And then you knew the Blue Jays would be good as well. And the Rays, there it is. The Orioles are in last place. I'll tell you what, though, the Orioles are only five games at 500. That, that AL East is a straight gauntlet. I saw Dave Roberts saying last night he was a little banty. He said, I don't know what division's tougher than ours. I know people would say the AL East, but every time we play somebody in our division, we're battling. Yeah, yeah, the NOS is solid. But it's it's not the AL no, East. No, the AL East because you, is... you have the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. Yeah, and yeah, and the Blue Jays are for real. I'd like to see Ali Marmol with a straight face go. <laughs> you know, I heard what Dave Roberts said about the National League West and the AL East. Have you seen what and the I Pirates know, are putting I, out and there? And I know the Reds are twenty-five and forty-seven, and the Cubs are twenty-eight and forty-five, and the Pirates are twenty-nine and forty-four. But these teams are really, really competing. Yeah, they're finding Nobody's their stride. The Pirates. They're finding their stride. Oh, what an operation! Uh, all right, uh, BK and Ferrario are coming up next. Uh, Action Jackson is just going to go on his uh, Instagram and go through the NBA preseason schedule referees. Yeah, yep. so game by that. game. Follow that. BK and Ferrari up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.